the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 251 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. For this episode, we're going to call it clarity because now looking at the standings looking at everything the way it's playing out we actually do have clarity we know where we're gonna be uh by august it's basically a certainty um on top of many other things so good news all the way around we move forward uh clinch things officially pretty soon so to get into this episode and all the madness all around it because there's a lot of news going on i have to introduce the team Tony is in the mix. Bam is in the mix. Araceli is here. Araceli, how are you doing today? I am doing very well. Nice, <laughs> Still kind nice. of recovering from last week, but I'm doing well. <laughs> I hear you're going to be very busy tomorrow, right? I will. Angel City is visiting, and they're going to be playing The Current tomorrow night here in KC, so I'm very excited to see them. It'll actually be my first time seeing uh, Angel City in action, so I, I'm definitely ready. Excellent. As everybody knows, we've we've got a really good relationship with ACFC. Not only are we neighbors, we got a lot of friends on both sides, people rooting for both sides. Uh, the movement is amazing. Games are selling out, as you know. Um, even even Steve Turndolo, uh, when he was talking to the, the boys from 110, was talking about how he goes to many games. And, and so, yes, there is a really good relationship between both clubs. We always wish them the best. I, I believe they're like barely out of the playoffs looking in. Uh, so they definitely need the result on the day. I think I'm confident it's going to happen. So, Araceli, sorry about your side. Your other side, I know. Uh, but, yeah, definitely uh rooting for acfc to get the job done tomorrow and move forward in the standings uh but you're gonna have a party right because everybody's coming into town correct well i know there's gonna be a few parties that's happening in la over here in kc it's definitely going to be a party because the current for the past month literally has been advertising this game non-stop putting up billboards all over town their main goal for tonight is to reach over ten thousand in attendance so if you are in KC, highly recommend checking out the game. But if you are in a, in a Los Angeles, there's actually three watch parties going on. The first two are from Angel City. The first one is at Distro Catorce on First Street. And then over at Greyhound Bar and Grill on Figueroa. And then the Angel City Valkyries have partnered with Re Relentless Ladies. And they'll be doing their party at Lopez and Lefties over in Anaheim. So... Regardless, if you're here over there, I highly recommend uh, checking it out. There you go. There you go. So, again, got to support our community, our family. Um, definitely go out and support ACFC on top of LAFC. It's all good things, and uh, I do wish you a lot of fun this week in Aerosol. It's going to be good. Bam, we're happy to have you back, sir. Uh, all good on you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Yeah, um, fortunately – partner's birthday on tuesday so you know i had to spend the day with her as, as i said in the comments happy wife happy life we all know that that saying so now it was a good day out with her just spending time together and enjoying what ended up being a nice tuesday here in melbourne excellent excellent good 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 now tony uh, is doing his best impression of a robot today uh let's hope it works for a few minutes here tony how are you doing today 
doing pretty well just struggling with my internet access at the moment so um you may not hear me that much and rsle may take over for a couple of my moments but overall doing really well from tuesday um overall hype for everything moving forward and just we just need the win this weekend and we are in the playoffs that's simple secure it secure it secure it don't rely on others to make it happen which we haven't this year let's be honest uh the talk of qualifying for the playoffs <laughs> mid-August is pretty darn amazing. Yes, the playoffs start a little bit earlier, but still, if you said earliest September, you'd still be laughing too. It's pretty wild to be in the position we're in. Chasing history. We're two wins away from chasing the longest winning streak in MLS history. We're not that far away from, from Supporter Shield history. Uh, possibly most wins ever. Um, it's real guys. This is very real that we are, we are definitely there. And like I said, clarity is because the gap between us and the others, it just keeps spreading. Um, and they're not stepping up in many cases. So that's beautiful too. <clears throat> now, before we get into the football side of things, um, and celebrate the football side of LAFC, we do need to acknowledge something that did happen post game, um, and, and condemn it. I mean, straight up um there was scenes of violence outside the stadium uh not acceptable in any old way uh the union was not built on intimidation violence any sort of tactics of that matter uh it was built on unity it was built on the mindset of shoulder to shoulder uh it was built on communication and finding solutions when uh things aren't working your way not what we saw on the night uh those involved again I hope the most happens, right? I definitely hope justice happens uh, because this just cannot happen. It cannot continue. Uh, and uh, what we've built for the last five, six, seven, for some of us years can be gone in an instant uh, with moments like this. This will be remembered longer than others if it keeps happening, if it ever happens again. So, yeah, get it right. Get it straight. Uh, be vigilant. If you see friends that are kind of on edge, handle it, um, get them out of the situation, move on. But again, the whole spirit of LAFC, that was the exact opposite on the night. That ain't us. That should never be us. And it should never be us again. And I'll leave it at that. Again, investigations are happening. It's about all I can share or know at the moment. I just know on my end, as someone who's put so much work years into us, like several others, um, to see a couple idiots mess it all up uh go straight to the heart so that's where i stand on it right now um bam tony araceli anything you want to add to that bam i can throw it to you it's okay um look we're all here to support the one club yes you may not agree on certain things yes you may not want to talk to that person outside the stadium and all that but inside the stadium around the stadium around that LAFC area, just be respectful to each other. Just don't be dicks. If, if you don't like them and you see them walking down the street, don't say anything. Plain and simple. The movement has to be greater than your ego. It's that simple. It's that simple. You're at the cathedral. What are you doing? So, uh, Tony, you want to add anything before we move on, sir? Just in those moments, you just got to walk away. Like, I was outside and I was able to face it and everything that was going on it was just more of a just a shocker seeing that again like yeah we 
this is a very passionate kind of way of everything but there's you there's certain ways to do passion there's there's also dumb ways to do passion and that was just dumb in general just 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 how many people like i understand people need to get involved to separate everything but at the same time also you have to separate yourself from it to not a injured or be part of the problem as well because one one little screw up and you're just involved and you get heated because someone swung at you because they thought you were trying to jump in so again cooler heads prevail and just be smart just be smart be safe if you've been drinking just walk away go to mcdonald's go to wherever to get food or just you know let it be exactly um consult with who you need to consult with right um handle it in better ways we've gotten this far now uh let's not throw it all away um and then for those who were were involved the innocent victims of all this uh we are sorry to see what happened and we hope everyone is going to be okay um yeah i mean it's really all we can add to it right now from what we know it, it's just move forward those who are responsible again your time will come uh we'll figure it all out but yeah, let's get back to the football. And that's exactly what we're going to do today on the podcast because we know why you're all here um, and why we're really all here, right? It's a celebration. It's our city. It's who we represent. It's our club. This is the best season we've ever had, ever. Probably the strongest team we've ever fielded. And that's what we should be celebrating and promoting and moving forward with. Simple as that. And so let's go with it. Let's go right into it because, again, for football side of things, we have a lot to be happy about. First and foremost, like we mentioned, the playoffs are upon us in terms of qualification. Um, if you look over at 538, yeah, the pollsters, they've got us as a 99% chance of qualifying for the playoffs, very obviously. And bam, how many points is it going to require on the weekend for us to qualify all on our own? One. There it is. One. Could we get help in the day in the day or two ahead of it? Yes, but it's our mission. We've driven this whole thing, right, Bam? And what do we got to do? Get. Let's get our point. Let's get one point. Yes. Simple, simple. Now, as a first round buy in the playoffs, this is fun. Our our probabilities, according to 538, is 97% of being the first round buy. Yeah, that means finishing first place. Okay. Supporter Shield is even more interesting. They're rating us at a 95% chance of the Supporter Shield. Why are they doing that? They're looking at strength of schedule, looking who's playing each other, seeing who's going to take points off of each other potentially. Um, and they've got us at 95 as a result, because if you do look at our schedule, there's maybe one traditionally challenging match on the road coming up, right? The one after this, but let's be honest, San Jose is challenging on the road too. But after that strength of schedule is opposed to other teams in the league. We actually have the easiest in terms of strength to schedule. It sounds funny, but actually, if you look at the records of the team we're playing, that is the truth of it. So it should be falling into place. They have MLS Cup odds, but those don't mean anything. Playoffs are the playoffs. There's no point in talking about probabilities of winning it because that's a playoff thing, and it's 90 minutes at a time in a different world. Now, we go further, and I think it was playoff stats where I got these numbers. Um, they were looking at the seeding for the conference playoff spots. And at 57 points, they're putting us at a 96% chance of being the first seed. Again, 97 according to 538. So you see some consistency there. 
only a 4% chance of finishing second, according to their, their, their ratings and everything else is negligible. Uh, so yeah, finish one, finish two, uh, is where they're looking at for Austin, who is chasing us. They're giving them an 87% chance of finishing second and only a 4% chance of finishing first. And you're like, yeah, but the points aren't that far apart. They kind of are because of the schedule. And of course, these numbers would change drastically if, if we do not get a result over there. But still, even with that happening, it's very, very slim. That's what you have to look at. Uh, the other thing to watch, of course, is the winning magic numbers. And the winning magic numbers are basically the wins required to ensure your place mathematically, not just probability, just, just done um, for seeds. And LAFC... If they can pull five wins, five, it ensures first place. That's that's where that magic number is five. Okay, um, to ensure seventh place again is sitting at one because of the draw. So that can change because you know a magic numbers work is the teams that chase you if they don't do the job, that gets taken off your list too, right? Because they blew a magic number, um, and that goes all the way down to to Seattle who is kind of that sleeper team that actually has a chance to finish with more points than us currently, but realistically not. Um, so they have to win tomorrow. That's what, that's basically the way it plays is they got to get a win. If, if they draw, they, they draw the galaxy, they won't ever be able to be able to catch us. So that's what it's kind of saying. So we're in a good place. Uh, looking at others, you know, six wins for Austin to get the second seed and does not control destiny for first, obviously because of us. Um, yeah, definitely check playoff stats. It's really interesting to see the numbers, see who might be out, see who might be in. The funny part for the Sounders, we don't have that many games left. They basically have to win nine games to even get into the playoffs. How many games are left for them? Ten? Because they had a game in hand, I believe. So that means they had to win nine out of ten just to get into the show. That's what it's saying. Or a combination of other teams above them losing, and so they can kind of sneak in. So it's confusing in a way, but really not. Um, everything is connected. And so these change drastically, especially since everybody has to play everybody towards the end. That's why when you say, oh, if you win them all, you lose them all. We all know that's impossible because of schedule. Uh, so that is where we're at. Things look very good. We're in the show, guys. And uh, first seed is not that far away. Uh, so, yes, records can be made. Things can be chased. Bam, you were looking at potential for supporter shield as well. And, wins for uh supporter shield right uh what were you looking at on that one yeah for supporter shield we're looking at uh six wins pretty much because going by it if austin win every game rest of the season they finish on 75 points so in theory we need 76 which would end up meaning that um that's uh 19 points so six wins and a and a tie Six and a tie to get the supporter shield. Um, and of course, Philly chasing along as well, but <laughs> they're having yeah. trouble. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. So, very interesting the way things are breaking down. Teams below us are starting to falter. I, I You know, looking at the Western Conference, it's bizarre. You have maybe the top three seeds that look like they know what they're doing and are very confident in the way they play. And I'm talking about us, Austin, and FC Dallas. Right? FC Dallas, man. They're, they're dialing it in. Um, after that... Uh, you're looking at Minnesota, who's kind of looking okay. 
And then it's all crazy between Real Salt Lake, the Galaxy, Whitecaps, Nashville, Timbers, and Sounders. And if you want to go back to 31 points on the Rapids, you might throw them in the mix, but they pretty much got to run the board to get in. Um, and so teams that were playoff teams last year, I mean, look at all these teams. It's going to be a bloodbath for them to get in. Uh, and so for us, thankfully, we're not in the fray. We just got to do our own business, cycle our rosters, stay healthy. That's where we're at, which explains why it's okay for Chiellini and Bale to take time off. We know where we're at. We're confident where we're at. We know who we have on the team. And so uh, you can afford to because you have the luxury of knowing that the shield is is that that close. So be happy uh, that we're here. Yes, Bam. Speaking of the load management, we'll get into that now. Um, with it, you got to remember, we just played Charlotte in DC. We have San Jose this week, then Austin away, then Houston away. Houston away are hard. So you've got three big games coming up. Rest them for those two games. Getting ready for these three big games. To me, it was a smart move. A genius move, to be honest. Smart on all ends. Um, Houston, I think your greatest challenge is weather. It's conditions. Uh, you're in August going to Houston. That's some nasty stuff. Um, hard to move in that kind of heat and humidity. So that will be a test for our players. That's for sure. Just on that. But it's a test for their players too. There's no way to get used to that. It's just nasty. Um, there is no advantage. Let's be honest. It's going to be a tough game just to function in. So uh, strong minds win the day. And uh, when you have the men that we have on our team and the veterans involved, strong minds prevail. So it's good to have them there. Uh, excellent, Bam. Any other things on load management, sir? That's really about it. I know a lot of people weren't okay. happy with it, that like hearing all um, different news outlets saying it's it's not fair. People are paying money to go see these people. It's like, there's no guarantee that they'll be they were would have gotten injured the game before. So I like the fact it, that they came out and just openly said, load management, they're rested. We don't care. If you paid attention, if you listen to the heart of LAFC, uh, we all knew, right? We're all talking about it. Now, the only people I really, really feel sorry for is those folks that flew into town. And I have I've already heard of two separate cases where people flew into town from Wales. And uh, thought this was the moment they're going to see their star play. And then he's not even dressed. I get, I feel your pain on that. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of travel. Uh, yes, Disneyland's here, but we know why you're really here. So, yeah, sad. That sucks. Really. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel for them. But you got to see Apoku. You got to see Vela. You got to see Chicho. You got to see so many other great players. So it's a win-win, really. You either get to see future. Bale and Cleany, or you get to see future up-and-coming stars. I mean, a Poku is a Poku. And uh, we'll talk about Rayido in a moment, especially because of the nonsense today. Uh, but I have a funny feeling that a Poku will get sold for higher value than Brian when this is all said and done. I have a funny feeling about that. I'm almost certain of it. Probably fall, too, as they will end up being higher value targets than said individual that wants to go to Club America, uh, which we can bring up now, Bam, because I know you were going to talk about a Rayuto update. So to you, sir, uh, seeing the quotes from today and watching the performance over on Tuesday, what you got, man? For me, it's, 
he'll be gone in the season. In the season, he's gone. Like he wants to go now, but I don't think that they'll come to agreement now. They'll come to agreement over the next couple of months to end the season. Thank you, farewell, goodbye. He wants to go. The a lot of the fans wanted to go, um, but yeah, it's just it's a matter of when, not if. Yeah, and the price has to be right. Um, he didn't help his stock this week. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, going on Twitter to kind of plead your case, that hits me wrong, man. It really does. Um, I know he's had his way. You know, he's, he's an interesting character. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that nice of a guy at times, and I'm kind of looking at him going, dude, you're playing in Vegas this week. Like that attitude stinks. It's a distraction. Um, and wouldn't mind to see him get that, but they won't happen. You know, they're professionals. That's me from the heart, but yeah, that that's how I feel is dude. Just, Oh, you want to leave? <laughs> There's Vegas. Um, where that's my head. So that, yeah, not cool. I don't like it. I don't like the conversation. I don't like it on go on the social media, but it's there now it's out in the open. Do what you want with it. Uh, other story, of course, Tony, uh, Buwanga watch. Do we have anything? Um, from what if, from his social media posts that everyone has been seeing around the Twitter or Instagram, he looks like he's on his way to the States. I don't know about his work visa, but it looks like he's packing and getting ready to go from one of the posts. So that's all we know at this he moment in time. He wouldn't get on a plane unless he had it because he's going to enter on that. So, uh. Yeah, you don't enter before. You, you wait it out. You do what you got to do. You make sure your certificates are right. Um, if he's packing a bag, that means, guys, we have great news. Um, wow. Could you imagine him being ready for, like, Austin? <laughs> One more weapon for Austin? Um, yeah. So there we go. Uh, good news on that. We have progress, people. All right. Now, uh He's on his way to the States. Of course, we have the game coming up. I think that's our breaking news for right now. Um, the DC match, we went into this going, man, this team lost 3-0 to, Austin, to, to, to Charlotte. Like they, They're going to be in trouble. We did mention they had a lot of changes, so we had to be prepared for that, and it could be a bit of a trap. We told you guys that it could have been, and it looked it in the first half. Uh, straight up from what we were seeing, uh, we were creating opportunities, right? A little bit faster in the game, a little bit more urgency, and we thrashed them. Sadly, those that did have the chance to, to, to bury it, squandered it. Uh, I think that was pretty much our stories in the first half. Tony, uh, your, your first half highlights from this really odd um, game at this point. Um, it was pretty much the first half was the Mac show as he had to make two crucial diving saves in to keep us no known until the half. Um, he had one in the 20 in the first five minutes and the other one was the 25th minute. And so again, Max was as much as again, it was a trap game and Max pretty much kept us in the first half the whole time. And then of course the other story for the first half is yellow cards galore for DC. They had three in the 28th, the 43rd and the 44th. And it would continue into the second half, but yeah, that's pretty much all the first, first half highlights. Yeah. You know, and the yellow cards, I think become the, the story, 
right? Mentioning the yellow cards in the first half. Uh, Fort DC trying to slow us down, prevent our game from flowing, um, would definitely become the story for the second half, right, Tony? No, uh, yeah, of course. Um, it was literally 10 minutes apart in the 50th minute. Uh, Burning bomb, uh, got his first yellow, and then the second yellow came at in 10 minutes, 10 minutes later at the 60th minute when he tried to pretty much studs up in other words and from behind take take down Acosta and that was the red that was the red and took us them down to 10 of and they played honestly as defenders say very Rooney-esque very bulldogish hard physical <laughs> yes um I will say this for Burnbaum he was lucky to last that long because there was another play where he took a player out who was on a run um which is a yellow card uh, you can't remove a player on a run and he just did um, and the ref didn't didn't throw the card. He could have thrown the card. It could have been that much quicker. Uh, and he didn't. He gave him that benefit of the doubt. And Birnbaum didn't take a hit or didn't hint, I should say. Um, so used to DC hitting uh, that he, he found himself on the wrong side of it. So that that is that. Um, moving on to the 67th minute. Uh, Mario ends up poking the ball away from DC towards Vela at the halfway line. Uh, Vela then finds Chicho on the right wing open and drawing the defenders towards him, leaving with one, uh, one-on-one -on -one with Ochoa. He passes across wide um, to an open Opoku. Easy tap in at the moment. I mean, you had to put, you had to have wheels to get there. You had to have a great run to get there. Uh, but that was it. You know, bang, bang, bang. Like that's LASC football. That's what we know. It's that pace of movement on the ball. We finally saw it. It took only what 67 minutes to truly see an LAFC-esque play. Um, yeah, it was one kind of day. Um, and we got the 1-0. Um, I must admit, I was really enjoying Ochoa's pain. Um, that was hilarious. He was so angry, it was beautiful. Uh <laughs> I know I don't like Ochoa. You already know that. Um, don't kick don't kick a ball into the stands for any team. I don't care. It's not cool. Uh, so you know, we end up with the lead. We hold on for this thing. They had their moments. We had our moments to score a whole lot more. Um, really, it should have been more. It was, it was, it was a little frustrating, a little bit wild that they just it wasn't happening. Um, but you got a shutout at home. You got the maximum points. Are you not entertained? I'm entertained. We got three points. So that's basically the way it plays out. Uh Araceli. Your reactions from the match. My reaction, more or less, is kind of how we said on the last pod. You know, it, regardless of where the team is on the standings, never underestimate them. And it kind of proved that a little bit yesterday. Uh, or yesterday, excuse me. My brain is still like, uh, <laughs> it's late for me. <laughs> Forgive me. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm happy with the result, even though it was one to zero, but still happy with it. And given that our guys have been playing almost nonstop for what feels like almost two weeks, it, it was a good performance, at least for the second half. Without a doubt. Um, chances again, were produced. That's for sure. Uh, looking over to you, Bam, um, your thoughts, sir. Um, for me, the first half was, what I expect from LAFC these days. It's see what job position are doing and keep it nil-nil going into the halftime. 
We all know LFC is the second half team. We come out, we make the right changes at half time. The team talks that Dolo does at half time just makes it go, yes, this is what we need to do to win, which is perfect, which is what we all love. So to me, going in at half time, nil nil is a great result. Obviously, I would like to see us score in the first half, but as long as we don't concede in the first half, I know we come out firing better in the second half. And that th- that play that Opoku scored the goal is just brilliant passes everywhere. So to me, it's yes, it was only 1 0. And yes, Philadelphia was like only 1 0. What's going on there? We did what we needed to do, you know, plain and simple. We won the game, we got the three points. Did you get the three points this weekend, Philly? Nah, they're still they're still complaining about uh, they're chasing phantoms is what they're doing, um, looking for rules that don't exist and finding excuses for their organization as to why they can't secure top talent. So that's what they're doing right now. Oh yeah, and not winning. Uh huh. Yes, that they're doing. So good on them. Uh, let them think about us. We'll think about ourselves and move forward. Uh, excellent. So thank you, sir, for that. I will mention. We talked about taxi. He did hit the post at one point. It looked a little, a little sketch there. Um, their new faces are legit. I will say that uh, they are an improving side. Um, I give DC full credit. It was down in the dumps earlier this year. You see where they're at. It is going to be still growing pains because they do have some major issues, but you can see the intent. Intent is an important thing. Their goalkeeper gets injured, right? They bring in two competent goalkeepers. Whether one's a jerk or not, it doesn't matter. He's still a competent goalkeeper. Uh, they bring in a midfield to improve. They bring in some veterans. They bring in some size. That was a big team. Uh, that's for sure. So they have something to build on. Next year, they will be a much improved side. They will not be in the basement. I guarantee that, especially with Rooney in town. You don't invest in a man like Rooney unless you're looking to turn things around. So on them, I wish them nothing but the best, as long as it's not against us. Um, cause again, they, they're doing it right when you're trying to rebuild a team legit. They are on our side though. Again, didn't have, and I, and I tell you a great team is a team that can get a result even when they're not playing at their best. And we're there, we're there. It happens. It falls into place these days. So we'll keep on that. All right, bam. Top three, sir. How are things looking from our voters? Cause I know you have some other news to talk about there too. So go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Going from the last game that I wasn't on here, the you know, top three from that end up being Murillo, Sifu, Plasios, and Vela. Because Sifu, Plasios, and Vela off tied on second, so I gave them a point each. And Murillo being top, I gave him three points from the fans. For this game, Opoku was the standout. Everyone was voting Opoku. Um, Kripo got um, two points because he finished second. Everyone was giving him love. And Plasios got love as well from the fans. So... Apoku three points, Kripo two points, and pluses one point from the fans. For me, I went uh, three points to Plasios, two points to Apoku, and one point to Chicho. Hey, there you go. There you go. All right. Araceli, where do you stand? Um, <clears throat> For my top two, it's actually kind of a tie between Mahala and Blessing. Mahala for obvious reasons, uh, but both of them, second half subs, came straight off the bench, made an imme- immediate impact. 
And for the third one, I actually had Chicho originally, but I want to change that to Crepu because after watching his highlights, he just deserves it. He was everywhere in the goal. Three saves, his ninth clean sheet. Uh, I've just been very impressed with Max this entire season. Well done, well done. Uh, which throws it into mine. Uh, for my three stars, my top guy, it's Max. He gets the full three points. That's another shutout for him, right? He was kind of the unsung in the last the last round. Uh, this time, he gets a shutout. He makes essential saves in this game, covers where he needs to, sacrifices himself, and gets the job done. Again, our D was broken. Our back line was broken on a couple plays, and he came to the rescue. That's what we pay him to do, to do that extra few, and he did it. That, that max is playoff max, so uh, that made me really happy to see. Um, Apoku gets the second star. I know he was the goal scorer, and goal scorers tend to get the first, but I will say this. If that man had played in the first half, on the left wing, we would have had a 2-0 lead at halftime. Straight up. The form he was showing, uh, the competence he was showing, uh, yeah. It would have been a very different game if he was in the lineup. Chances missed. Uh, other than that, several others. I do like the Escobar pick from the uh, the supporter range because it was a gutsy game. Um, Ilya could get it. Acosta could get it for the grind they had to do in the midfield. It's very hard to choose a third one in. It'll probably be Vela for me yet again, simply because you had to have the bang bang play and somebody had to have the wherewithal to finish that thing off and get it to Poku. So I will put Vela on my list. There you go. I mean, really, can it be an option to just vote the whole entire squad? Because it's very, it's getting very difficult just to limit to yeah. three. I, I'm just saying. Oh, I know. And this is why I wanted to bring it to the fans. I want to hear what the fans mm -hmm. think too. Because like, as we've seen, and I'm very happy with all of our fans out there, not just going for the goal scorers. Like the love yeah. for that last oh, yeah. game from Kripo was amazing. Um, Tony just said yeah. three his. He's gone three votes max, two votes Vela, one vote Apoku. I'm enjoying that the fans are taking it how we're taking it, going, yes, he might have scored a goal, but it was a purchase goal. This player had a lot better in his position. This player was doing a lot more, and I love seeing that from our fans. So I can't thank them enough. And hopefully by this time next week, I'll have the trophy in my hands so I can see it before we send it all over to Joseph. Made in Australia. Awarded in Los Angeles. It's all beautiful things. Bam is the man for getting it done. From what I'm hearing, it's going to be very beautiful. Even I get to be surprised and all of you guys. I'll probably see it at the same time as all you guys. That's how cool this is going to be. Um, outstanding stuff. Thank you, Bam, for taking care of business on that. Uh, we can't wait to award it to the first ever Heart of the Heart of LAFC MVP, uh, the star. We'll call, I, you got to come up with a name for the trophy now, right, Bam? I mean, you have to vote on that too or what? Uh, I'm seeing it's just uh, the Heart of LFC 2022 Player of the Year. Nice. So incredible to all of us. So. Simple, simple. Good. All right. Cool stuff, guys. Any other comments before we throw it into our supporters? Because I see you guys are chomping at the bid here. You got some reactions. So uh, I think we're ready, right, guys? Nodding heads. There we go. All right. Moving forward. Burke is in the mix. Good seeing you there. Uh, Daniel on hell in the mix as well. Jonathan Reimer on the mend. 
Uh, all, all is well to you, sir. Hoping you're recovering quickly here. Um, I've been through that surgery, man. I know it's not fun. Um, he's, he's gonna be, he's gonna be fine guys. Um, but it's you know, sports injury stuff. So, uh, it'll be good, man, but all love to you, Jonathan. Hope you get well soon. Let's see. It's Jibble is in the mix. Smalls is in the mix. Love it. Love it. We've got, uh, let's see. Small says should have been more goals, but still fun. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, beast. <laughs> Good evening, lady. Bam. Joe. Futuristic Tony. <laughs> yeah. He's like sampling off a of beastie boys album at this point. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um, uh, beast is loving on angel city FC. There we go. The family, the extended family. Love it. Uh, Beast said honeymoon. It wasn't a honeymoon. It's okay. Birthday, birthday. Uh, and then he's laughing at cats. There it is. All right. Let's see. Alicia Vargas in the mix. Alicia, there we go. Uh, Daniel on hell says fights are the opposite of vibes. Save that for somewhere else. Keep it away from our sanctuary of soccer. Again, keep the cathedral clean, people. Um, Ben asks if 3250 is going to make a statement. That's a certainty. Um, but it is always wise to know the facts before you make statements about things. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that's pretty fair on that end. Um, peace. There are kids, elders, families, those morons have no respect. You know, what stinks. Like this was one of the few days that my kids didn't go to the game. Right. Usually they leave out of that gate with me after I go drop my gear off. For the black army we would have walked right into that melee if that was the case because i leave a little late because we're working on the north end um it would have put my kids in danger and so i take that very personally uh yeah doesn't fly um edgar mentioned the size of the fight yeah it was bad news um mark mentioned internal work getting done agreed agreed um it's a lot of work mark knows that we have a long history working on these sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, it is a lot of work. Uh, let's see. Moving on. David, thank you, sir. Gave him the like button. Yes, guys, all the likes. All the likes in the world, people. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, I like Beast. He says, I'm glad DC United came to play. It's probably Wayne Rooney turning the team around. And for what Raito can't score, Poco makes up. He always does. He always does. Um, DC again, give credit to Rooney. They're playing a four, three, three. They're playing next year's system already where the guys are ready for it or not. He has what he wants. If they fit, it works. If they don't fit, they're replaced this off season. It's very obvious what he's doing there. They played on the front foot for a reason. They played it hard like a playoff game credit to them. Uh, Daniel on hell says five wins will not just clinch first seed. It'll also tie us for season points records. Home playoff matches is a bigger advantage for LAFC than any other MLS teams. We own it at home. We own it. Exactly. I think Tony is here. Let's see. He has appeared. He has appeared. And since I have my OCD to deal with, I'm going to move to where he's normally at and where I'm normally at. Cause I just have to be that way. They know. They know. Uh, yeah, five wins gets it, man. It's all good things. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, yes, go for it. To me, is why don't we just win every game and smash the record and have 84 points in the season? 
and that way we don't have to worry about that for a while. Yeah, we don't need the Atlantis to wake up again, right, and just steal no. it right away. Or New England. Yeah. Come on. Just, let's, just... Whenever, whenever you game, get not, get, finish on 84 points, and that won't be touched for a long time. You know, like Barry without the juice, man. Real records and shit. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, David Day says, we should not be deflecting. It's not about pointing fingers at Galaxy. Who are we deflecting? Who? What? You know what's funny? And I told this to a Galaxy fan today, a coworker. I just could not help myself. Um, I wished him luck on the day to get a draw. Uh, because, you know, it's always a beautiful day when Carson uh, helps us by accident in their own need for survival. Um, I just find that rich. So there you go. Other than that, they can enjoy the draft picks, and I hope they don't make the playoffs. There you go. Um, yes, David Day, six wins equals a uh, new point record. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Uncle Dan from Spokane back in the mix. Good seeing you, Uncle Danny. Uh, says, go LASC. Wish I could see more of them up here in Spokane. Aunt and I waving at you. Hugs to the family. Love you guys. Thank you for supporting. Right? I even got the family on, man. This is cool. This is cool. Uh, let's see. Danielle says, Five wins, two draws does it as well. Yep. Yep. And yes, David, you are you are right. Three games in eight days. Not the first time we've had this situation, right? Not the first time. Um, yeah, it's rough. It's rough on the guys for sure. Uh, Nestor's mentioning uh, Denny Mwanga. It says Reddit and Reddit is visa got approved and is flying, which means all you guys that are really good at tracking flights, you have a job to do tonight. I'm just saying, you have a job to do tonight. Start tracking them flights. Uh-oh, somebody's tracking flights. Somebody did track flights. Oh, boy, you guys are quicker than me. I'm reading and then doing it while I'm doing it. Well done, people. Uh, like I said, Dave, I'm going to keep going and we'll get to it. Uh, trap game avoided from David. Uh, we're all talking about trap games, trap games. Maybe that's why they limit us to like 100 people to go to the game. Losers. Uh <laughs> Beast continuing to be the second half team. Yes, and breaking more records. We're smashing that sub record, by the way. Like, no one's ever going to get close to this. It's just bizarro world. Uh, oh, David says rivals can't be trap games, but is San Jose a true rival? I don't think so. I think they're a rival of Carson uh, more than they are of us, but they're both rivals of us because we outperform them now. So there's that. Every Okay, when you're at the top seed, and you're chasing records, guess what? Everyone is your rival. Congratulations. They're playing their best every time they play you because you're that team. No one wants to get embarrassed at home. Nobody wants to be a Charlotte, right? So you have to face the nastiness, the bitterness, the hard tackles, just ask DC, because you're the top dog, and it's just the way it's going to be. Um, yes, Anthony says Brian is still an LASC player and Steve doesn't want him to go. That is true. But if the player is saying he wants to go, we're in a hard situation. That's for sure. And that tweet suggests it. So we're here. Um, am I accusing Brian of not putting in the work? No, he puts in the work. He put in the work. He sacrificed in this game. Did he finish? Nope, but he never really has. Um, it's the other things that he's valued for especially the counters, the presses, the, the off-the-ball work that he puts in that is highly valued by Steve because that's our system, and he values that. If he keeps on working, he keeps on working. 
You know, you can't fault him for that. If he, if he's a professional, which he has been up to this point, then yeah, we still support him on the field. That's what we do. But do we like the comments? Heck no, it's not professional. Uh, David Day, who's your number two rival? Me, Seattle is second, America is third. Um, I would say for us, historically, it's been Seattle because they've broken our hearts several times. Um, but I will say for the players from the vibe I get, they hate Portland. Like it's always ugly when we play Portland, Portland. And honestly, when we go up there, it's chippy, not like we're fighting or nothing, but there, there's an edge. And so for me, Seattle and Portland are pretty much the number two equal, uh, because of one, the players and then us, um, they're just up there. Cascadia is what it is. Uh, that's historically football is, is good there. Um, and they come at us. So yeah, now for America, uh, we haven't played them enough to really put them on a rivalry list. Um, and we took them out. So if we lose to them in a big game, then I, yeah, you're a rival. Um, but not yet. Could it be, I think in the stands it's looking like it. Cause I mean, we all saw the SoFi madness, but yeah, I think we're good with them. I think they're good with us. We had a moment, but it's pretty much that's it. It's a footballing thing. Um, but I get you, it can be because you know where their trajectory is, you know where ours is, and that could be that could be something coming. So uh yeah, we could get real familiar with them real soon. Um David says Brian serves a role. This is my new working theory. He he tries out opponents serving as a decoy for others to score. He kind of does. I mean, his movements do open people up. They open up lanes. Tactically, he's sound. He is. Um, the way he pressures off of the ball is sound. His runs are correct. It's just in front of the goal. It just doesn't come together. I mean, this time he rolled the ball out. I mean, it, it, it's really tough to see. Um, it's just that one part of his game that just isn't there. It's just not there. Um, I don't know what to do about that, but I mean, Players have strengths and weaknesses, right? And it's not there. Uh, Anthony Bernina says, rivals for me, Seattle number one. Seattle because of history. There's more history. It takes uh, the end of the 2019 season. Number two, Carson. Number three, San Jose. Yeah, I put Carson one just, you know, because they are who they are. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, there we go. Smalls. I really like that Vela and Escobar connection. It works, doesn't it? I mean, you got to realize Escobar is one heck of a hired gun for us now that he's healthy. Remember, we got him not at 100%. Um, now he's getting into it. Again, this man wins in the playoffs. He scores goals in finals. He's got grit. Uh, he's a great move for us. And I remember in preseason, I know, talking preseason and making fun of some other punditry that took hard hard stances about preseason. Um, I just remember that first run he did all the way across the field, like this dude's going to kill himself in preseason because he's just not holding back. Uh, we knew he was special from that point forward. Uh, good, good move. That's for sure. Uh, David, friendly rivals, Leon, NYCFC, Austin, Miami. Um, Leon, because dude, I mean, that was one of the greatest series ever in CONCACAF Champions League history, really. Um, and our first real international away day NYCFC. There's definitely like a mirroring, I think going on, right? There, there's a thing there. Um, but not like nasty Austin is going to be, um, they want their own version of a North end. They've done their best to copy it. Um, so I think that just naturally goes away. Cause you kind of feel like it's like that, that it's the freshman that won't leave you alone. Um, 
that's what they are. Um, and so, yes, uh, in this year they are because they're close in the standings, kind of, kind of close. And Miami, I think once they get some star players and move into their own house, something's going to develop there. I like it, David. Good thinking, man. Uh, let's see. Daniel Angel. I'm talking about Vela gets slotted as a number 10. His connection with the right back is very important for him. Remember the chemistry he had with Moon. You know, Vela, it's that changed role, right? He finds the way to make chemistry. He just has it. It's beautiful. Uh, let's see. He has Tony. As you see, we snuck him back in. Uh, David also mentioning the 57 points, five wins, putting that points together. And, uh, oh, like this from Beast. Anyone been watching Sounds of the Game? It's really good content uh, from LAFC Media. We have the best media in MLS. There's no question. Possibly the best for football in North America. Um, yeah, it rivals the best in the world. They're really on point. We're lucky to have the media team. And I'm looking at you, Marcus, because you're a genius. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's it's been fun to watch. So many talented. There's too many talented people to list. That's the beautiful thing about this team is, is so many people volunteering their time and effort to get us to where we are. Uh, you see the artwork every every week with the, with the video game covers and uh, just everything's beautiful, right? I mean, we're in a really good place. So thank you, Beast, for calling it out. It it, it definitely needed to be. Um, it's amazing. Amazing stuff. Good stuff. All right. So thank you, everyone, for your contributions. Loving every bit of it. Um, it looks like we're on to our community news from Tony. Tony, how are you doing, man? Are you ready for this? You got it? Yes, I do. I'm community is really well. So um, as you know, it is the away day it is away for those of you who are able to snatch a ticket to San Jose. Congrats on yourself. Be safe out there. But for the most of us who weren't able to, because if you don't have a San Jose or a North Californian area code, you cannot buy tickets. So um, there will be some watch party. So the first one is crew and black army are at the Mexican village restaurant at 3688 Beverly Boulevard in Los Angeles. Exposed as Distrito, as Distrito a 14 at 1835 1st street in Los Angeles. Empire boys are going to be at Enzo's pizza this time around at 10, uh, 170 Indiana Avenue in Riverside. And then the most important one that just popped out that LAC posted is on September 1st. Uh, they're going to do a blood drive at the bank. No times have been announced just yet, but there is RSVP availability is available now. There we go. Love it. Uh, yeah, blood drive. Definitely. If you're if you're healthy enough to do it, please donate. The shortage is critical. Um, yeah, I know they always say that like, yeah, they always say that dude, it's, it's bad news. So if you can jump in, please, please do. I'm not sure if I'm cleared because of what happened, but if I am, Hey, you know, why not? Uh, good stuff. Thank you, Tony. Uh, we're going to move into the black and club vinyl club minute. I love doing the black and Gold vinyl club minute. Uh, shout out to the boys from the black and gold vinyl club. You guys rock. Um, and so for me, this episode, we're looking at Washington, D.C. I know y'all thought Bad Brains was going to get nominated. We all love Bad Brains. It's cool. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Shout out to you, Punk. I know that might be the one that you wanted to nominate. Uh, there's so many good ones. 
for this one, I went kind of typical, not too typical, but it's kind of a trip that, that this band is from there. And, uh, the song, of course, brought it to the game we were dealing with and our patients getting tested. But basically, I went with Fugazi. Yep. Uh, thir- the album was 13 songs from 1989. Long, 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 long time ago. Some of you probably weren't born yet. Um, song of Horses, Waiting Room. Because we were definitely in the waiting room in this match, man. It was a little torturous. And we are just kind of waiting for the, the bad shoe to drop, and it didn't, thank goodness. Uh, so Fugazi is the choice. I mean, you know the beat. The beat's the beat. Everybody knows it. It's beautiful. Now, post-game, common things down. The other choice that I wanted to run with, and I'll just throw the name out there because, dude, it reminds me of my college days a bit, was Thievery Corporation. Yeah, down-tempo stuff, people. Um, richest Man in Babylon came out in 2002. Uh, seeing how we, we look like the richest club in Babylon right now, uh, we'll take that. So there's my choices for, for albums of the week. I went with two because it was really hard to choose, but you can't deny Fugazi. <laughs> All right, good. Now, looking forward to, yes, the Smurfs. We got to play the Smurfs. Uh, bam, I, I think you're going to have fun with this one, just looking at their current record and where they're standing, because if there was any team that's fun to make fun of, that's entertainingly ridiculous, it would be the San Jose Earthquakes. So have at it, man. How's the team form going on? Um they it's hard because they've been absolute trash they have been trash uh three losses which was a 2-1 portland away one nil miami at home and a 4-1 dallas away and two draws a 2-2 at home to rsl and a 3-3 away to austin which that one helped us a little bit the draw with austin mm-hmm. but the problem is we all know that when we play them mike d comes out and they step up to the plate. So going on, on that, like their last game was a 4-1 away loss to Dallas. Um, their defense was shocking this game. Watching the highlights again before this, their defense was shocking. Like the first goal, defender misreads the the bounce of that comes towards him, bounces over his head in for a goal. It was just horrendous. It's atrocious. Uh, I, I have to add into this. I'm watching this, and now uh, we remember how the Almeida San Jose was, where it was pressure to the extreme of stupidity, um, where everything was right in, and then you could beat them on one play, right? And then they're chasing you for the rest of it because they were playing you so close. And so you could quick combo out of that and burn them and create just basically foot races. Now it seems like they're playing total containment football. Like, we're just going to try to – to hold you where you're at and and they don't really overcommit at all the problem is they leave the top of the box completely exposed every time if you bring the ball across and you just whip it on an outward swing you're likely to find one of your guys before we'll ever find one of theirs because man they play really loose on d and it's fun to watch if you watch a team that moves the ball well because you can hurt these guys right man (laughs) yeah not that they're like the the last game the full one against dallas so possession, they had sixty to thirty-seven percent possession. Yeah. So so there, um, shots and goals ten each. Crosses, they had twenty-four crosses to Dallas's two. Yeah, yeah. Like you sit there and go, how? I mean, if you're that heavily of a possession-based team, which they are 
I will tell you, their players, they have good players. It's frustrating. I look at this lineup every week, and I wonder, how do they do it? How are they so inept? They don't have an inept like group of players. They actually have some very talented players on this team. But it's not like properly put together. Uh, there's something weird about them. Um, and in this case, you're playing a team. You're, you're now a high-possession team. But then your pressure is what after you lose possession? Like, like it's just not connected. It's just not connected, which to be honest, they have found a coach now, but he won't be against us. He's waiting till after the World Cup, if I read that correctly. And uh, Luchi Gonzalez, which I will be honest, this coach, when he comes in, it will be a very competent setup. He's an excellent choice for them. And he'll also find a way to connect their younger players with their veteran players. And it will be a very different team to deal with once he's in charge. But guess what, folks? We don't deal with that this week. Not at all. That's future news. Now it's this. Um, what's their record, Bam? Their record is, again, quite trash. They are... Five wins... Nine draws, 11 losses. Dang. All bad things. 13th place was second to last. Yeah, beautiful things. All right, which I think I should throw this to Tony because that was ugly already. So, Tony, what you got for good, bad, and ugly, sir? So the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we'll say we'll start with the good for them, is they have Ibiase, who has been a thorn in our sides of one of those players who can just seem to score out of nowhere for for them or whatever team they has against us. Because there's a couple Ibobase. people out there. Ibobase. Huh? Ibobase. Okay. I've been saying the whole time, all the time we've been saying it. But <laughs> yeah, so Ibobase is one of the lethal for them. Now, the bad for them is we broke their winning streak against us and we've won two against them the last time we faced them. And then the ugly for them is that we are on a seven-game win streak, and we're, there's no signs of us slowing down at all. So they have to pretty much stop us from scoring and disrupt disrupt our play. And as um, I'll take it actually back from DC United and their uh, what's it called? Um, their social media director that runs their TikTok. They must make us play defense because that's our quote unquote our weakest area, but. If they can't do that, then we overall going to take this. We should be able to take this point away. I just love when they say our defense is weak. We have the least goals against in the West. I, that's beautiful. That's just Keep them trying. To, well, that's just them trying to pick a, a weakness that we do have, and that was like our main, like it's been our main like issue for the what our past five years, and this is the first time we've actually have our the strongest defense, and it's, they still consider that weak. It is just, you can't call defense weak when Chiellini is going to be in the lineup. Sorry, doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, when you're talking about the ugly, looking at their goals against, it's 53. That's madness. Ours is 24, just for relative look, but <laughs> 53 goals against. Um, what's sad for them, not for us, is their offense is producing. Uh, 40 goals for already. That's a good clip. It really is. From where they're at, that makes no sense to have that. But yeah, 53, now you know why. 
um, giving a negative 13 goal difference. It's defense, defense, defense. That is what's killing them this year. It's bizarre world. Um, other guys to look at, of course, Brianna Ababise, who's killed us with multiple clubs. I, I naturally have a, an aversion to him. Uh, like, oh, gosh, here we go again. He's in the lineup. Now, I, I'm one of these guys that I would actually buy this player just so he can't play against us. That's how far I go with him. Um, Jackson Yule, legit. Uh, four goals this year. Uh, Christian Espinosa is another one. Um, most assists for them, I believe. Again, they produce. You look at their stats. You know, our top goal scorer has 12 goals. Theirs has 14. Um, again, offensive side of things, they're legit. They're a threat. They are a threat. But they just can't keep it out of the net, and that's what's been killing them year in, year out. Cool. Now, looking at potential lineups, well, yeah. Uh, who's in and who's out, man? Um, for them, obviously hasn't been updated quite yet, but for the last game, had um, Remedy questionable for health and safety protocols, and um, Fuentes out for personal reasons. I haven't been able to find out what the personal reasons could be, but if he's out, he might still be out this game. Okay, so we're we're still waiting on that. Again, it's a little early in the in the week to get the full the full setup, but we know potentials because I've never seen a team so consistent with a lineup before. It's almost like they're on automatic. And I say this to the point of ridiculousness. Looking at what they do every week, again, I try not to make fun of this team, but they give me so much material. It's too easy now. Uh, their four-one defeat to DC, of course. Jeremy of Obese scores because he's Jeremy of Obese. They played a four-two-three-one setup in that game, and the lineup had Marcinkowski in goal. We all know it's going to be Marcinkowski again this week. They had Cardoso and Beeson in the back. Predict that to happen again. Thompson on the right. Uh, Marie on the left. I'm reading it right. Judson, Yule, your defensive mid with Montero as your attacking mid. Uh, Espinosa on the right, uh, Kikanovic on the left, and Ibobasi is your lone striker. Shocker, right? I mean, this is it. I go a game earlier, and they're listing a 4-3-3, but check this lineup out. Is it really? Is it really? Or is it just on paper? Ibobasi up top, Kikanovic on the left, Espinosa on the right. Hey, wait a minute. That sounds familiar. Judson in the middle with Yul Montero and Yul in the midfield. Wait. Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, and then back line, Marie, Beeson, Cardoso, Thompson. Only difference, Marcinkowski didn't play this game. Their backup got a game. Versano. Okay. But again, I go further back. 1-0 loss to Miami. A lineup. Ebovici up top. Kikanovic up top on the left. Espinosa on the right. Judson, Montero, Ewell in the midfielder. What? Yeah. And then the back line, I think there was only one change. Um, Agrin came up uh, and he started. So, yeah, I mean, not much change. Marcinkowski's back in goal. They, they don't really shuffle a whole lot. Substitutions, yeah, I mean, and even that can't be too too crazy. Um, they haven't been, again, too wild. Cade Cowell will find his way in the lineup. He always does eventually in the game. Uh, Grigus might come in for Judson. Judson, I should say, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I look at the lineup, and it just really does look on on automatic here. Almost like they're going through the motions tactically, waiting for the season to end. It does have the vibe. Does that mean they're not going to play hard? Yeah, these dudes are playing for their jobs. They got a lot to play for. There's a lot of pride here. It's a wounded team. 
That's for sure. Who's still recovering from the Almeida era and the chaos that he brought along and, and the drama. Uh, but yeah, caretaker coach, caretaker lineup. That's what I'm seeing right here. Am I wrong in this, Bam? Does it look pretty much like it is like the 4231 slash 433? It's the top six are the same. Um, yeah, <laughs> the back line is pretty much the same with a change here and there, depending on what happens, whether they have Marine Lopez in. Um, but you think Nathan. Thompson and Beeson are definitely starting. Um, goals, you might see Bassano start in goals after the four-one smacking. You, I wouldn't Maybe. be surprised if he starts. Could be right. I mean, I, I <laughs> these goalkeepers must be tired this year. I, I'm telling you, they're under the siege pretty much all game. Some brilliant stuff from them, though. I will say, but it's tough tough time to be a goalkeeper for san jose that's for sure um bright points we, we talk about ever say i look i talk about Cade cal coming off the bench again a very young player a lot of promise again i see i see talent on this side i just don't get it how it can be this bad for them it really doesn't make sense uh, for me Hudson's a great defensive midfielder right a, a tough guy in the middle um who beats us up at times we've had some issues with him um, and so I see, I see a lineup that will play us, play us hard. They could probably score against us this game. I wouldn't guarantee a shutout in this one. Um, but if our offense does its job, this could get messy for them. That's what I see. Once again, could it be a shootout like Austin had a three, three or a four, three or a five, three for us? Five, three is not out of the woods. That's how crazy this lineup is and the way things look. Do I think it's going to happen? Nah, man. I think they're going to try to tighten up, but it, it could turn into that. could definitely turn into that. Should be really fascinating to see. Tony, you're looking at the lineup. You're looking at what you're seeing. Um, do you have any concerns, major concerns about this, or is it just rivalry vibes? Rivalry vibes. Again, this, like, the same, the same strikers are always going to be the ones that we have a foil in our side of our thorn, but it's just rivalry vibes. It's also... Again, it is also a trap game for the until until Austin shows up, but just rivalry vibes overall. Right, you don't want to lose to them; they're in-state team, so that does put you a little risk roster rise, right? You got to play some people, um, get the job done, qualify for the playoffs officially, officially. Even though I think that's going to happen tomorrow, um, move on. Move on. So, uh, yeah. The other guy I'm wondering about when I look at their lineup is, is Jan Gregus, right? I mean, he was a starter at Minnesota, gets sent over to here, thinking he was going to do something, and now he's a super sub <laughs> for Yudsen when he gets tired. It's really, again, where did these guys go? What happened to these players looking at the names? It's just a weird situation for all of them. Um, yeah. Now, it looks like us. We're the story. Uh, what are we going to do this game? Are we going to get that that load management quote dropping on on us this week. Are we going to see it? Could it be a Vela load management? I'm going to say an emphatic no. He loves playing against this team. Um, so I bring it to you, Araceli. Do you think, well, looking at the attack, who do you think the top three are going to be for this one? I think the top three is still going to be Vela, Chicho, and... 
uh, Raito if we still have him. Okay. So, I, again, we're selling the guys. So we got to get, get minutes for him. I think that's – is that what you're thinking on Raito's story? That and Sarandolo really hasn't been doing any roster changes because, I mean, this is what we kind of predicted the in the last pod. We were kind of hoping to see – um you know, someone else in those positions. But, I mean, really, the only change from D.C. was just putting Escobar in in place of Hollingshead. So I, I don't see Sharondolo changing it, unfortunately. There we go. Okay. Uh, I bring it to you, Tony, because you were shaking your head there. Who's your top three, man? Uh, Vela, Chicho, and Opoku. Again, if okay. I and, – and the reason I say that is – is because a this doesn't look good for B Rod for saying with those comments, and then if you've seen his Instagram post, kind of backtracking, showing pictures of him in the black and gold, and realizing the mistake he made, I think he needs to be not necessarily like punished, but punished to show like you just can't do that if you're unhappy with what uh, Dolo wants to do. Because the reason, like, if you've been listening to Dolo, the reason he doesn't want him to leave is because he values Rodriguez really highly in this team and he puts a lot of trust in him so it's like you're almost backstabbing him and losing your way out of it and last game I should have been 2-0 if Oboku was starting we all know that and again look what happened Oboku gets in the game not even five minutes later he scores how I need to do my homework on this. I want to see how many goals have been scored by left wingers other than Raito this year. Just, just, and especially once subbed in for him, how many goals have been produced? I think it might be quite shocking to see it happen. Um, because it, it just seems like anyone else that gets to play that role when it's not his turn, what a shock they put the ball in the net. When he's there, no, right? It's just a weird, vibe i'm getting i'll do the homework but i have a feeling there's at least a handful already this year probably more than that uh bam's kind of nodding because right i mean it does seem like everyone else that plays that role produces but right though in the goal um it, it it does like um just for people that have scored off the bench chicho vela sifu apoku hollings head Shadi, moose and bale they're the ones that scored for us off the bench and uh, Hollingshead playing center forward, kind of fun. I'm just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he called it. Um, yeah, it is just really interesting. I I personally hope it's a Poku starting this game. I just I want to see the speed against these guys. I want to see the dynamic play and the work rate and the chemistry that a Poku has, especially with Vela. He knows where to be. I, I, it's natural at this point. It's second nature at this point is they are communicating. They know where they are. And Chicho, I think, feels more comfortable with the Poco in the lineup. I do think this is it offensively. I know the off the ball, but we're an on the ball team. So what are we doing? Um, Bam, I, are you in that in that realm? You think Opoku's getting his start? Opoku's going to get a start. Vela's going to play, but Chicho's not going to start. Who He's played for Chicho. I'm gonna put Bale in. Chicho's played the full ninety of the last two games. True. Short turnaround. He's a hot he played hand. the full. 
he is. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on the limb and say Chitre doesn't start. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. Um yeah, our go-to to let Chicho rest would have been Moose, and Moose is gone now, so that makes it really interesting. Trey, yeah. Right? Who Who is that, Tony? Who, who uh, are you talking about? Treyo. Uh... Right? I mean, if you want the kids to play, the no. promise is I, there. He's, lead, I, he's like tied for the leading scorer in, for Vegas. He's tied for the golden boot, so why not bring him in? It's He's the heir apparent to Moose, unless you want Jennings. I, I'm not going to answer that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm we love say, you, Jennings. It's just we know you're rusty. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Bale is gonna gonna start up the front three. It's gonna be Bale, Apoku, Vela. It's a front three. Bale gets a start. Bale gets his start. Center forward, Vela. Okay, okay, right, right. Okay. I mean, th- let's be honest. If you throw those three in the lineup, right, no one's going to stay in the same position throughout the half. No. They're going to take turns just like it was in the old days. Um, they're all over the place. They're going to shift around. They're going to take turns depending on what – you're going to feel out what defender matches them the worst, right, uh, and then and then pummel whoever that poor victim is um, to get the job done. So if that's what they do, which would be fun. I, I'm all for that. I, I, I hope we see that. Um, but I also hope Vela doesn't play a full 90 in this thing and you, you rest him early in this game. Let him have the field day in the first half, and then we'll go from there. Midfield's the other big story. Who's in? Who's out? Um, I'm going to throw it to you, Tony. Who are your three in the mid? I'm probably going to... Just keep it the same way. I thought I was going to see Blessing last time, but it seems that doesn't change even if it's like a two-day. So Acosta, Elie, and uh, Sifu. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it's the standard, even though Blessing loves to tear up San Jose. I just, it just seems like, no, that's your guarantee. That's your, your midfield. Um, I would like something a little different. Shake it up a bit, especially to get Blessing on the field. I really think this will be a fun day for Blessing. He just matches up well against them. Um, and Ilya, how many minutes does this man need to play, right? He just, dude, it's a lot for the man. Which I bring to Araceli. Do you think you think Ilya is going to take this uh, starting yet again? I think he will. Because as much as I like to see a shakeup in the lineup, I, I really think it's going to be Acosta, Ilya, and Sifu again. And uh, keep blessing as kind of like the quote-unquote super sub now. He does good at it. Right, uh, Bam, you're mid. I can't argue with that. Like having Blessing and Mendes coming off the bench, it's just those two coming in into the midfield, 60th minute, just running ragged. So it'll be Acostas, Ilya, Sifu in the mid. You can't take Sifu off right now. It's just you just you can't. <laughs> you just can't do it. Um, good now. Backline, I think, is our most complicated one because it is really, but really just the options are everywhere in this one. Uh, left back, I mean, it's Palacios, right, guys? I don't think there's anything, anything other than that, right? Yeah. Nods around. Good. Uh, right back, Hollingsheader, Escobar. Uh, bam, your choice. Hollingshead. Hey, because Escobar put in so much time this, this last match? 
Yeah. Okay. The last two, mate. Yeah. You're going to confuse Escobar, though, man. He's like, I got a scarf, man. Like, that means I play, right? <laughs> it's going to be weird. Um, Araceli, you're right back. Holland said. Oh, Tony. Escobar for the speed. And I will choose Escobar. Um, why? You're like, he played 90. He has a certain approach. And we're playing a team that's notoriously dirty when they play us. And there are certain arts that Escobar can play and certain ways that he can approach a player physically and get away with it um, and, and just handle his business. And you're not going to go at him because you know it's going to hurt you later. He just has that vibe, just like Chiellini does. He smiles when the ball's not in play, and then that smile quickly goes away. Um, I, Escobar is the guy you need, especially when there's the Yudsins out there. Um, it's a grind match. It will be. They're gonna, and you need guys that can take the hits and give the hits. So I think that's why he gets the start. Now, Hollingshead coming as a sub is is terrifying for anyone because you know what realm he plays at. Um, again, Dolo even put him up front for fun in a one nothing tight game. What? Um, because of his confidence and what he can do off the bench. So I think that that we see that as a standard center backs. Another story. I think that one's the tougher one to, to look at and who gets to play. Um, bam. I think I'll start with you. No, wait, I'll go Araceli. Araceli. Who do you start as your center backs in this one? Who's your pairing? I got to keep it in Maria and Segura. They've been doing very well. And I don't know. It's a little bit of a tough choice considering, you know, we have, after San Jose, there's Austin and Houston, but I got to keep them. Okay. Uh, Bam? Um, honestly, for center back, it's literally Dolo walking into the change room, first two he sees who he picks. Pl plain and simple. It, it, it's – look – I'd like to see Segura and Murillo. I want to see four back out there. Um, obviously, Kalini should be back. But with that with that position, let's be honest, you can literally go in there with a bucket with names in it, pull out two names, and, and they'll do the job well. They would do the job there. We're there. I feel really, really bad for Ibiaga, right? We're not even mentioning his name in this, this quick moment. He's done nothing not to deserve a starting role. Right? What has he done wrong this year? Uh, you can go far back, I'm sure. But yeah, in the last two months, what has he done wrong? Nothing. He's done his job. Right? Same can be said for Mumbadu Four. What has he done wrong? Yeah, he went to the doghouse quick, didn't he? And it wasn't because he was yeah. in the doghouse. It's just because yeah, I was about to have. say that too. What about Fall? We can't forget about him. <laughs> well, he has his moments, and this team is going to be a rough one. I would not want Fall. Not saying it would be bad news, but this is a high risk one just because of the physicality that I'm expecting in this game. And we won't fall scissoring anybody because you know how he can do that. Um, two foot tackling in this game will be tight. I, I don't I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna throw this. I want Chiellini to start because I want like LAFC dark arts out there for this game. I do, because I know what they're gonna do against us. I know they're gonna try to rough us up. I guarantee that. And I wouldn't mind to have a guy that's not scared of that. Chicho's a grinder. He's great out there against this. Okay? He is. 
Ilya can be when he wants to be. Acosta can be when he wants to be. I've seen I've seen Palacios do some crazy stuff against opponents. Same with Sifu. They can play tight games, rough games, and this one will be rough. So I kind of want the adults in the room to take over. That's my perspective. Tony? Killing and Segura. There you go. Experience wins the day. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's you have another person with dark arts with Escobar, and then Segura is also a very good also commander on the other side too. So to have two commanders in it, and moving forward, like that's what we're going to need to do now on substitution wise, depending on what the score is. You bring in a fall for the attacking if you need the goal. You bring in Ibiaga to defend the back. You also have Mario if you want to be more dark arts later on. So you have your picks and choices. But I think in this game, if you if you want you want two dark art players and you want two strong playmakers, and that's Segura and Kilini. And Segura never gets elevated. He just gets the job done. It's it's it is art in and of itself to see a player that's been out for so long come in so naturally and just be fine with it. It's 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 again, we're so lucky to have Sigur on this team. Um, and I don't think we've really seen much in the way of him and Chiellini, right? I mean, that's kind of been a limited minute to that. So maybe you want to see that show get played. Um, that would be one for a you know experience before the playoffs to see how they work together. Um, nostalgia says Mario and Segura because we all know how good things can be when those two play together. We we will see. Um, it's it's just nice. And then in goal, is McCarthy ever going to play again, guys? I'll throw it to you, Araceli. Are we going to get any minutes from this man? I like to see him get minutes, but by the way Max has been for, been uh, performing for the last couple of games, I doubt it. Right. Bam, he's shaking his head. Not for this one, right? We might see him against Nashville to give Max a break before the playoffs, but I don't see him anytime soon. No, and and to be real, to be real, if this is our playoff clinching game, there's certain guys you probably want to have out on the field when that whistle blows, just so they can celebrate it. Because you are, that's something to celebrate. You're in the playoffs um, by your own accord, so you know. You want certain players to be out there, and then Max is clearly going to be one of those guys. So there is that. All right. Any other thoughts about interesting subs we might see? Super subs? Yes, Bam. Well, not really subs, but they announced the refs for the game. Uh oh. Um, Araceli, your game, the SKC game against LA Galaxy, when you won four two. What was that ref like? Um, I think that's one of the three games he's done this year and one of the eight games he's done ever. So we got Michael Radchuk. He's only ever done eight MLS games. He is card happy. He is quite card happy. Um, averages just over four cards for yellows a game. Um, we haven't had him at all. The Smurfs have had him for one away game, which they drew. But besides that, he's still young in the in the MLS. But he has done a lot of USL. He's done one Swiss League One game. I don't know how he got that, but he did one game over there. Um, but he's, he's done eighty-four games and shown three hundred and sixty-one yellow cards. 
Yankees. We're going to need we're gonna need somebody that's a little disciplinarian for this because you know what San Jose is bringing to the table. <laughs> so we shall see. Exactly. Okay. So it's going to be um, interesting. We have nothing against him, right? No, well, we haven't had him, so we can't have anything against him. <laughs> All right. So we'll go in level. Be smart about it. There it is. All right. Anything else to add before we bring it to the uh, to our faithful? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Tony. Um, not game related, but more supporter related. Um, I was thinking about doing it in the final say, but I think this is the perfect time to say it so we can give it back to the parent is um just give a thanks to walter for uh, everything he's done for the drumline and everything like that i should have done the club community but i just again with the whole internet it just kind of slipped my mind but that's one i have to bring up right now is uh, thank you walter for everything you've done um i wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors and we'll see you soon all of Walter, man, you've you've put us on another level in terms of the drums, um, in terms of the sound, in terms of the way we work together and uh, really push this league forward in terms of the culture. So uh, all love to Walter, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's tough. He's been there so long and he took the job. I'll be honest. Against his better judgment. Right. He was he was very much. I don't want to do this. But I need to do this. That was where he approached this is he knew it was required. It was needed and that he needed to push it forward, whether it was comfortable for him, whether it was easy, he knew it was going to be hard and he took it on and look where we're at. So Walter, all love, man. Love it. Um, we're going to miss you in the role, but we know you're going to be in the stand. So we're good. We're good. Push it, push it. I know you're shaking your head, but there will be times. Um, all right. We're going to throw this into the comments, guys. So let me see. Let me see. Um, what's a good one? A good one. Katie, there she is. Good evening to you beautiful faces. All love to Katie. Happy you're on. Awesome. Uh, Beast, showing love to cats, as he always does. B says, I thought it said Eobola for F O B say. I know I mess up his name too. Um, and if you ever wonder what that thing is on his neck, because I know y'all ask him, but you're afraid to ask. Um, that's for concussions, guys. Um, it's it's a new device that that guys that have had multiple concussions wear uh that prevents whiplash in play. Um, and it actually is FDA approved, so it actually has helped him. So if you're wondering what the thing is on his neck, it's a medical device. It's something to keep him safe. So just thought I'd throw it out there because it's different. You know, it's definitely different. Uh, Daniel on Hill going to my first three away days, not in L.A. County this month. Uh, birthday present to myself. My mom said of my brother and I, you're starting to get a little obsessed, huh? Gee, mom, you think? Yeah, we all are, aren't we? At 10:57 at night right now recording a show uh yeah it's football if you're not obsessed there's something wrong with you that's my thought uh david day says load management still in effect three games in eight days return to true lineup for austin yeah maybe limited minutes right just to get a little fresh get a little fresh before it happens i could definitely see that happening uh david day volleyball dark arts volleyball yes 
beautiful things beautiful things yeah we don't want to risk anybody getting big cards in this game either so let's be real about that too so uh good ah the volleyball man who hasn't made a pin of this yet how's how's mr castillo not figured out a pin for this yet all love to you sir but where's the pin man i might bring the hat back just for that pin i might just do it just for that pin if y'all make one he's shaking his head because he knows i won't do it because catches defil but there you go uh <laughs> that too all right cool so it looks like our comments are there you guys are amazing thank you again for everything that you add to this you're the reason why we do this uh the community has always been there for us and we are forever thankful to you so again thank you for all that you add good stuff everybody um looking forward to this game should be rather interesting we are beyond again thankful for what you guys do earthquakes we're ready for you that is for certain so uh tradition of course dictates our final comments of the day to round this out before the final whistle blows who's gonna get it i think since tony is still on air at the moment we're gonna give him first crack just in case lightning bolts hit go for it tony um final say is like i always say for the the last pod um check up on your friends make sure they're doing okay check on loved ones check on mental health is a big important thing again the most important thing make sure you're doing all right uh of course this is again remember it's the the colors not the players it's the colors not the players so remember we bleed blood uh black and gold and it doesn't matter who's playing who's not so well said tony players come players go the crest is forever dig it dig it he's on point uh i will throw this to araceli next uh final thoughts final thoughts as always if you're attending any watch parties whether it be for angel city or lafc stay safe uh make sure you have a way to get back home if you plan to drink and um, I really didn't get to mention this earlier when we were talking about that video, which I did see and was, you know, unfortunately a little shocked by it. But at the end of the day, just be please just be kind to each other. And I don't want to say this as like LEFC is in the spotlight right now. We are the top club. Everyone is watching us. Everyone is looking at the supporters even us that do this podcast. So again, at the end of the day, just please be kind and disrespect each other. Simple ask, right, Araceli? Simple ask. Thank you for bringing that up. Bam, final thoughts, sir. Uh, final thoughts. Um, again, remember, we have big name players for our team. The world is watching us both on and off the field. If your mate's been bit of a dickhead pull him in line um that's that's the biggest thing just look out for your mates if one of them's getting a bit carried away just pull him back say come on man where are you going with this um also those going to watch parties look after each other drink plenty of water don't drink and drive game responsibly all that and one final thing i'm going to do i'm going to call out the scarf i want my song <laughs> where is the song yeah, we're supposed to right? get it during the America game, weren't we? I, I think so. So, Scarf, where's the song? I'm going to start hounding you for it. 
right? Call Walter, get a beat to this thing. Let's make it happen. You exactly, know. exactly. And for all those that are going to the watch party this weekend, I would say if you're there a bit early, try and watch the Minnesota United-Austin game because we've got them coming up next and hope for Drusy and Valencia to get yellow cards because they're, they're both one card away from being suspension. So watch that game because I'll be watching it before hours. It's, it kicks off two hours before our game, so plenty of time to watch it and relax. But, yeah. Just hope that Jerusi and Valencia get yellow cards this game. Can you believe we're scoreboard watching this weekend? We are definitely scoreboard watching this weekend. Thank you, Bam, for the reminder. Yes. Jerusi, you love yellow cards, right? It's time for you to get one. Get one. Um, you're like, what do you mean? Hey, we've been shorthanded against them in the past, so it's their turn. Blah. Forget Austin. Again, we know the kid that's in our shadow, right? Always follows around, has something to say. That's them. Uh, let's take them to school, people. We'll talk about that in the next pod, of course. Um, on my end, I know I got serious early, and I'm still serious now. Um, I love the community that we've built. Those that are here for the right reasons for seven years. Those that have been there every game, setting up, doing all the right things, traveling across the world, uh, being ambassadors for the sport, for the city, for the team, understanding what black and gold is supposed to mean. Okay, you guys are the heroes in all this, in this revolution. These are people who work for the club, who don't work for the club, who pay their season tickets, who go to work every day, battle to get to the games, doing it for all the right things. It's for you guys that I'm I'm where I'm at right now. Um, And angry as can be because all your work is being squandered by a selfish few uh, that have put us in this situation. Okay, we should be celebrating. This should have been a conversation. And we have um, talking about a potential record, and that should have been the main thing today. Um, But we have to close on something else because some people cannot grow up and think they're living in a fantasy world. And uh, consequences come from actions. And uh, this can never happen again, ever. That's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in LAFC history. We just witnessed it, and it better not happen again. Um, I know that there are good leaders in this movement. That are dealing with this um investigations are being made and they're thorough statements of course will be made um but we all have to look at each other and look at the person to, to the left and right of us and really believe and practice shoulder to shoulder as we say we do and now that challenge is here and we all need to get better and fight for what we fought for for so many years and i think i will leave on that note is to stay golden, be golden. Um, Bam, final word of the day. Stay golden. Araceli. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you Los Angeles, stay golden. listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over